Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. When we come to church, I don't know if you've noticed, but many services, we always start with praise and worship. And growing up, I didn't know the difference between praise and worship. Praise was just the fast song and worship was the slow song. And uh, worship used to be the time that all the 13-year-olds began to be thirsty and would go and get a drink. And so that's how I knew it would be worship. Sometimes the drummer would put his drumsticks away and get out brushes. That's how I knew it was worship. But over time, I've discovered that worship there's a richness and a depth to worship, which is different to praise. Why is that? So often praise songs are about stirring faith, stirring passion, jumping around. When I was a teenager, it would be about getting into a mosh pit that smells like pickled onions and giving it all to God, jumping up and down, singing something like jump, jump, jump around. And everyone's just like, blah, 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 like kids going crazy. And then there was a time where it was a little bit more focused and it was let's sing something that really reflects the heart of God. Let's sing something that reflects the Word of God. And worship now is a very like, special gift to me in my life. It's something where my life slows down and I focus on Jesus. I focus on God. It's an opportunity to sing things that I might not yet believe in my heart, but as I declare them, it gets into my spirit and I start to believe it. Worship is a, is a powerful opportunity to magnify God, to place everything back in its right perspective. Worship's a time to celebrate. Worship can be a time to lament when we think about challenges in our life and where God is in the picture. But worship over the years has had a profound impact on my life. And more so when I've began to understand what I'm singing, began to believe what I was singing and saw it less of singing a song and more about declaring something over my life. I, I joke about it all the time with the, with the youth leaders, but at church, you might have noticed, especially at our church, we're a passionate, charismatic, Pentecostal church. Someone will come up and they'll say, make some noise for Jesus. And everybody goes... Because you want to give the appearance that you're making some noise for Jesus, but nothing really comes out. But guys, worship is a powerful demonstration that we are looking to God, that we're honoring God. When something external on the outside breaks open, guess, guess what? So does the inside. So does your heart and your expectation and your faith. So lyrics tell some profound truths. They tell some profound truths of us and of Jesus. And I hope tonight that these songs that Simone's going to sing are going to greatly bless and encourage you. So we're going to check out a, a, the first song and uh, read the lyrics, let them bless you, and then I'm going to preach on them a little bit. But so Simone, why don't you bless us and sing for us? All these pieces, broken and scattered, in mercy gathered, mended and whole, empty-handed but not forsaken, I've been set free, I've been set free. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved. Like 
Beautiful. Who loves that song? Come on. Hey, so this song is, is Broken Vessels is the name of the song. And this song speaks of broken people being made whole by God. And what I love about this song is that within the lyrics is an acknowledgement of need. That we are broken, that we need something. That we're in pieces and we need help. And I love that within these lyrics there's an acknowledgement of personal need, but also the recognition of a saviour in Christ. There's recognition of that help coming from God. And this song really draws from a couple of verses. They're going to come up on the screen. I love this, Isaiah 43, 25. I, even I, this is, this is God speaking, am, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. God blots out our transgressions and remembers our sins no more. Is anybody glad about that tonight? Yeah, come, come on. on. Thank you, Hebrews 8.12 says this. This is, this is God. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Micah 7.19, you will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Wow. I love this song, an acknowledgement of need, a recognition of those needs being met in the love of Jesus Christ. And this song's great. It's got a little throwback for all the old schoolers in the house to Amazing Grace. And so, you know, the amazing, and then you've got to do the Pentecostal zing grace, how sweet the sound, okay. But I love that song, and this song is really contemporizing those ideas, um, what that song has done is bring the message of that song to the 20th century, and, and the lyrics are, are very similar. The old Amazing Grace has the a wretch like me, that saved a wretch like me. Within this song, when you sing that song and you mean the lyrics, you are declaring that you're a wretch. And I think sometimes it's a very happy song, but the meaning is very rich and depthy. A declaration that God before you, I am a wretch. What is that? It's an acknowledgement of sin. It's an acknowledgement of brokenness. It's an acknowledgement of a need for God. But I love the song's heart that, that brokenness would not end us, but would bring us to God. That brokenness would not be the end of our story, but it would be the beginning of a story of us connecting to God. Come on. I love this song, Broken Vessels, God's Amazing Grace, His Love. I love the lyric, I can see the love in your eyes. There is love in God's heart and in His eyes for you. He's the God who takes our failure. He takes our weaknesses. And then the song says he sets them, he sets his treasure in jars of clay. Now, this is one of those songs you sing at church where you set your treasure in jars of clay. Then you look down the road like, jars of clay, jars of clay. Where's the jars of clay? Who's got a jar of clay? Jar of clay. Let's have a look. Jars of clay is from the, from the Bible. Let's have a look. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, 
struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Come on. He set treasures in jars of clay. We are those jars of clay. We are unassuming vessels for the glory of God. We are unusual vessels and carriers of the message of Jesus Christ. No matter how broken, we can carry the message of God. We're potential carriers of the gospel, of the truth. Even if we've been broken, we know that we can be made whole by God as we serve God and through God. We are made by God. And you need to know what was meant for wholeness will be made whole in Christ. And that is you. You were meant for wholeness. And that wholeness comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'll just finish with these two verses. And then someone's going to lead us another song. Romans 8, 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. I love it. That's that lyric. Um, raising up the broken. Just, is he? To life. The broken things being raised to life by the power of God. 1 Corinthians six fourteen. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. Can we make some noise for Jesus? And Simone, why don't you lead us in the next song?
awesome, awesome. Come on, give the guys a clap. You can keep playing a little bit, wait if you want. All right, love it. Love this song, Breakthrough. This is a great song because it is full of declarations. It's full of statements, which at the time, you might not consider whether you believe them or not. But once they get out of your mouth, it's got the opportunity to get into your spirit. It gets into your head, it gets into your heart. And I love this song. So let me, let me just preach a little bit about it. So it's all about the power of God. It's about the power of God. And I know that God, He is a loving, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger God. But He is also a consuming fire. He is full of power. So much so that we should have a healthy fear of the Lord and an expectation for the mighty and miraculous to happen through Him. This song is a declaration of the power of God being at work and available to you in your life. How do I know that? It was the power of God at work when Sarah had a child in the book of Genesis. It was the power of God at work when the Lord parted the Red Sea for the Israelites. It was the power of God at work when He caused bread to fall from heaven. It was the power of God at work when the walls of Jericho came down. It was the power of God at work when, when God caused fire to rain down from heaven for the prophet Elijah. It was the power of God at work when a dead man's body fell on the grave of Elisha and the body got up and walked away. It was the power of God at work when Naaman washed in the Jordan River seven times and was healed of leprosy. It was the power of God at work when David killed Goliath. It was the power of God at work when there was another in the fire. There was another. In, come on, someone. That's another song for another message. Come on, it was the power of God at work when the lion's mouth shut when Daniel was in the den. It was the power of God at work when Jesus turned water into wine. It was the power of God at work when He walked on water. It was the power of God at work when He calmed the storm with just His words. It was the power of God at work when the woman with an issue for 12 years touches the hem of his garment and is healed. It was the power of God at work when a man full of demons was released and freed. It was the power of God at work when a blind man's eyes opened. It was the power of God at work when a paralyzed man walked. It was the power of God when a man who killed Christians then began preaching the gospel. It was the power of God at work that saved a 12-year-old like me one day, brought me to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Come on. It was the power of God at work that built this church. It was the power of God at work that helped us start churches in other countries. It was the power of God at work that brought salvation to your life and to your family. It was the power of God at work that gave you the strength to go through recovery. It was the power of God at work that got you to church tonight. Come on. It's the power of God at work that when you read the Bible, something jumps off the page and hits you in the spirit. It's the power of God at work that gives you the strength to resist temptation. It's the power of God at work every time you pray. It's the power of God at work every time you believe for healing. It's the power of God at work and it is available to you in your life. Can you say amen, church? Come on. It's the power of God. So this song, when we sing this, I pray that more than just words leaving your mouth, it's, a, it's words that get in your spirit, that we would depend on, lean on, hang on to the unmatched eternal power of God. This song is called Breakthrough, and, and every time we sing it, I want to encourage you, think about where you need breakthrough. What's an area that you've let go? What's an area that's become too hard? What's an area that you've maybe thought God's forgotten about? What's an area in your life that seems too big for anyone when you sing this song, declare that in the name of Jesus, mountains will move 
and that the power of God is mighty and at work and it is available in your life. We serve a powerful God. We sing about it. But hey, let's walk about our lives knowing that the power of God is available to us. Let it leave your mouth and go into your spirit in Jesus' name. Simon, lead us in the last song and then we'll have a bit more worship. Come on. Hey, so I don't know if you noticed, but all three of these songs that start with an acknowledgement of need and brokenness and, and humility. This is why worship helps us so much uh, with dealing with our pride because it's hard to focus on God and worship God without acknowledging our need and our brokenness. Um, I love that worship songs remind us that we need God. 
the Christian faith is unique because it's an, it's, it's an acknowledgement of I cannot connect to God by my own efforts. Um, it's, it's not by our own actions. Um, all other religions are about how can I be like God or how can I earn my way to God. The Christian faith is, look, I can't do it. I've tried and still I fail. As this song said, we, we just can't do the right thing no matter how much we try. No matter how much I try to be like God in my actions and my behavior, I just can't. I can't. And the Christian faith is I can't, but Jesus could. And he did. And he's made that gift available to me. And I love the lyric in that song. It says, I try my best, but still I fail. And even then, you're with me there. Psalms 139 verse 1 to 8 says this, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I arise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. He knows us and He's with us despite our sin and our failure. And He goes even a step further. And Because a verse that this song really draws from is Romans 5, 6. It says this, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even when I fail, God is still with me. He is still reaching out His hand toward me. He's still extending forgiveness towards me. It's not about being good enough, because if that was the case, I'm stuffed. It is about receiving the gift of Jesus Christ and His salvation and forgiveness. I love this. God responds to our sin by giving us an opportunity to repent and turn to Him. He extends an invitation. He extends forgiveness. He extends love. He extends kindness. He extends mercy. That's one of my most favorite lyrics in any worship song, that your mercy triumphs over judgment. I love it. It's powerful. And I know personally, for me, receiving the forgiveness of God has motivated me to live according to God's Word, according to God's way. God's way is the best way. And God's way is to walk with Jesus. And that is because the only way to God is through Jesus. Love the ending of this song if the band wants to come up. It's the um, all to Jesus I surrender. All to Jesus I surrender. Love that word surrender. When I was younger, in my vocabulary, that would have only been in that game Worms, where you, you have a little army base and you surrender to the other team. It's, I give up, I can't win. You wave the white flag. Um, if you've ever been playing maybe like foosball and you're down 43-2, sometimes you surrender. You say, I cannot do this. I'm struggling. I'm not going to win. And so this song is a message of us surrendering to God. We have the opportunity with our lives to decide what we surrender to. What do we give our lives over to? Do we give our lives over to the desires of our flesh? Do we give our lives over to, to money or to companies or to people? Or do we give our lives to God? Do we surrender our lives to God and say, God, I cannot win. I cannot do this. I cannot connect to God except by you. And so I am surrendering to Jesus. 
Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member, and let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.